grateful to be grateful to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Uh, I've been battling some stuff this week. You can tell by my voice. Uh, my wife's been faithful in dropping some tidbits when I was losing my voice. Uh, you know, some some people's joys are not other people's joys. So. What a wonderful song that was. Surrendering all. You know, a lot of people talk about it. And a lot of people say it. You have to admit it. You have to admit it. Because you don't have it. You can't do it. Everything that God created is His. All of it.
But to, to truly be blessed, we have to accept that blessing. to experience. And the second step is liberty. Liberty defined as the state of being free within a society from oppressive restrictions imposed by authorities on one's way of life, behavior, or political views. <coughs> Some people will tell you that Christian life is restricted. I will say just the opposite. Christian life is anything but restricted. 
says, I opened up a realm of possibility when I said yes to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I opened up a realm of possibility to going to different countries, to standing behind a pulpit, to praying over people that are dying, hurting, and sick, and praying with people that need help, and people praying over me when I need help, and when I need strength, and finding extraordinary powers in, in times of hurt and discomfort and illness and and somebody carrying me through the fire without even me being smelled like smoke. I opened up a realm of possibility beyond my imagination when I said yes to Christ. The only reason it's restricted is because I want to be more Christ-like. And I choose to walk a finer line because God wants me to hold myself to a higher standard than the rest of the world. He wants me to be different. He's called me out of this world to, to not be like it, but to stand apart, to be a light, to be a guidance for those that are lost. That's not just me. That's anybody that said yes to Jesus Christ, your Savior, that you have the truth, that you have the truth. And it is your responsibility to share it with those that don't have it. A state of being free within a society. Who feels free in this world today? If you don't, walk with Jesus a little closer. Because there's nobody that's got reins on you. Sin can't hold you down. Because of Christ. The grave couldn't hold Jesus. We were buried in his likeness and we were baptized and risen. In his likeliness as he now lives, so do we now live not only here, but forever something to get excited about. So when we have liberty from oppressive restrictions, hey, let's talk about David for a second. Let's talk about restrictions. David was captain of a big army, and he didn't go one time. And people ran and soon took David captive when he looked upon a woman as he was bathing. And then sin consumed him because of his choices, not because... He wasn't set free by God, but because of his choices, he allowed sin to consume him for a little bit. And we all know the snowball effect as it went on, things got worse, and, and murders happened, and he lied, and he cheated, and stole, and, and all these bad things happened. Our choices and what we choose to follow and the decisions that we make can make us feel oppressed in this world, can make us feel beaten down. But it's our unlawful desires because Jesus came to set us free. He came to set us free from sin. That it would no longer be bound by us. That you would be loosed from it. Death no longer accompanies you because you have life everlasting through Christ our Savior. So Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 6. <coughs> Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 1, sorry. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who will walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeliness of sinful flesh, and for sin, 
condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do not mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Do you think you have life and peace if you're not free? There's no way to get there. There's no way to get to life and peace if you're not free. Paul was the perfect example. He was put in prison and beaten, but he said, count it all joy that I'm here. He had peace. He knew the purpose of why he was there, and he knew that he was doing the right things and that he was choosing the things of the Spirit, not of the flesh. He was out of the flesh and in the Spirit, following the things of the Spirit, so he didn't care what happened to the flesh. It's an amazing thing that Jesus Christ offers us this freedom. But how many of us have accepted Jesus Christ but don't truly walk in the freedom that he's given? We walk around like we're oppressed and beaten down on every side, and we are, but he gives us a freedom knowing that if we endure till the end, we have life eternal with him in glory. Amen? That's a good thing. That's a good thing that you guys don't realize is that we get to go spend eternity with the creator who created us and a father that loves us and a king of kings that came and died for us. A lot of people ask, why, why believe Christianity? What sets it apart from every other religion in the world? What creator sends his own son, the king of kings, the lord of lords, to get beaten by things that are less than him and crucified on a cross so that his people might have freedom. What kind of king in history has ever done that? That's setting the city up on a hill, putting the light on the end of the candlestick and shining so bright that the rest of the people in the house might see it. He calls us to be different. He calls us to live free. He calls us to live joyful and peacefully. We were talking about the difference between defending our faith this morning and acting out of compassion and having mercy. It all depends on where your heart's been set. Where's your heart coming from? Do you know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and that you don't have to win any kind of debate that he's entered into because you have the peace and joy about you that Christ gave you, that you're going to spend eternity in heaven with your Creator when you die? All of a sudden, when you start thinking about that, the debate that you enter into with somebody that just wants to argue becomes a lot less relevant. The saying is you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You can tell him the truth, but you can't make him believe it. That's not your part. Your part is telling them the truth. Sometimes the best thing you can do is to tell them the truth and then walk away. A lot of times my mouth gets to going on and it says things that it shouldn't. Or my body steps in and starts doing things that it shouldn't. And all of a sudden there's not a lot of good things happening. But if you're truly at peace and content with the freedom that Christ has given you, there's a lot less room for debate. Why? Because his salvation is the only thing that matters. We talked about winning arguments this morning. What's the point in winning an argument if you lose your soul? 
you want to hear the argument, or you want to carry the faith? Hey, when you look about it like that, who can, who can go up and drink? So we talk about the same way, living a life in bondage to sin and death, or living a life of freedom, because Christ came and died for you. There's not, not a whole lot of comparison, but a lot of times Christians today want to walk around like they're oppressed and they're bound, but they're set at laws, and you can't do anything, and you can't act up, and you can't stand out, and you can't do these things. There's a lot of things that you can do in Christ Jesus that you couldn't do before you made Christ in your life. I guarantee you, talk to a person that waited 40 years before they accepted salvation, and you ask them five years in, what's the difference? I bet there's a lot of testimony out there that say, there's a lot of things that I shouldn't have done. But I realize now that God was looking through all these places that I could do that God is setting for me now. There's not a lot of freedom in sitting in a church pew on Sunday for an hour. Obligated to go to church and sit in a seat and listen to some guy with a rap eagle and talk for an hour. That is, by definition, what I would call oppression. But nobody's forcing you to be here this morning. The King of Kings and Lord of Lords did not force you to be here this morning. We are here because there's an opportunity to stand and proclaim a king that would give his life you are you living in that freedom did you wake up this morning and you're like what a great day what a day I get to go to church and I get to worship and sing hymns to my brothers and sisters in Christ and I get to learn about the word of God and that excites me it is an opportunity to be here are you living in the freedom that Christ has provided for you. Luke chapter 4, starting in verse 17. We're going to start in 16. <clears throat> Luke chapter 4, starting in verse 16, it says, And he came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up, and his custom was he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. How cool would that be? He's reading this old prophet's writings. He said that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, and to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, and at liberty to them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. 
the Lord is over his people. Not only is he over his church, but you are. I have come here to set you free. I, I love to think that when we talk about opening eyes to the blind, who was blind before they got saved? Who didn't see some of the things that they've seen since they accepted Christ as Savior? Amen? That's an awesome eye-opening experience. I was truly blind before I started trying to walk after the Spirit. There's a spiritual growth that has to take place, too. We were talking about setting stagnant in our own growth. How unappealing is that? How unappealing is not developing? What if you stayed nine years old forever? Some people would be like, that's great, but I'm like, man, on the 40th year of year nine, I'm going to want to drive a car or something. I mean, I'm going to want to change a little bit, right? If you're in your 20th year and you've never stepped out in faith, The great news is, is you don't have to stay stagnant. Because I'm asking you today to step out and live in the freedom in which Jesus Christ has called us to live in. Be blessed. God offers these blessings and these promises through the Bible in his word. If we can read and live it and follow after the spirit instead of the fleshly things of this world. To live in the freedom and be blessed. He didn't do anything to gain it. God said, let me save you. If you'll just say yes, I'll take you to heaven with me. Just be blessed. You don't have to earn it. All you got to do is say yes. And then start walking in the freedom, knowing that you're no longer bound by sin and death because he conquered both on the cross and in the grave. It's amazing. Amazing the amount of freedom that you have knowing that you don't owe anything to anybody except for the person that created you and he's going to get your life because you said yes. And not only did you not do anything to get it, you said yes and now you get eternal blessings. what he did for us. So be blessed. Stop walking around like you're oppressed and that you're living down and out in this world. Like the world's got you down. It doesn't have the strength nor the capacity to hold Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, by the Spirit, lives inside of you. You are one and the same. He said, I come to do these things, but greater is he. You can do more. He said, I want you to do more. I want you to be more. Live in the freedom that Jesus Christ gave you and stop walking around in this mundane, depressing life that you might be living in. I'm not pointing a finger at anybody. I need to live in the freedoms more that God gave me because our life in Christ should be exciting. I heard a pastor say one time, you should never hear a pastor share the same testimony because if he's living the life that God has called them to be, they should have new testimonies all the time. How many new testimonies do you have? 
They're not all going to be successful. I can tell you that. But it's going to be a testimony in itself. And a drunk guy offered a ride to him. He started talking to him about the Lord. He said, this is close enough. I'll get out of here. Okay. <laughs> so I pulled over and let him out. They're not all going to be successful, but I don't know that guy today. Maybe it was. Maybe that was what he needed. Maybe halfway home led him the rest of the way home. I don't know. But what kind of stories do you got? If you talk to Tony DeWeese, man, that dude has got some stories from serving the Lord and what he's taken him. I mean, through jungles and Life from a witch doctor. and I mean, if you want, you can't top him with that, man. That's awesome. I mean, there is nothing depressing about the life that some people live when you look around, and it's not a life fit for them. You can have the same thing because you've accepted the same Savior and you serve the same God. You're choosing mundane. You're choosing to set in church as an obligation, not as an opportunity to serve. Maybe you've not even accepted Christ yet. Maybe you're on the fence about it. Maybe you just don't know how. Maybe today is that day. We're going to read a couple verses out of Romans. Out of Romans. That will lead you toward the gateway of freedom. Gateway is Jesus Christ. He is the one and only way to live a life of true freedom. So this morning I'm going to tell you how to get there. Because I don't want anybody to walk through these doors of this church and say, I went there 20 years, never once did anybody help me lead my life to Christ. What a shame that is. To know that when our Savior comes back, that there might be people left on this street sitting beside you when you call them and send them home. That's one of the saddest thoughts that have ever crossed my mind. That I might be talking to some people today that didn't know Jesus Christ was their Savior. When my Savior comes back and calls me home, and the rest of us children home, that there might be some left in this room. It's not going to be because they don't know how. Because we're going to present them with the truth. Romans chapter 10, starting in verse 8. (coughs) Sorry, I'm struggling. Romans chapter 10, starting in verse 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. It is the word of faith which we preach. Verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God, God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Probably 30 times in my life, I don't know, 
I will continue to find. That's not what I'm saying. That's what this book says. As I continue to teach it, I'll continue to find. Because it's a heart condition. Your body can be decaying around, but the spirit on fire is inside. That's what I hope. And I go out swinging. And I go out saving. And as I'm dying, laying in a hospital bed, I can tell people about the Christ that saved me because I'm so full of the Spirit. I don't care about me. I care about them. That's a growth process. You don't get there overnight, I can tell you. But it's about a life of desiring Christ-like things. Money's not a bad thing, guys. Money is not a bad thing. It's your desire for money that's a bad thing. Your desire for Christ is never, ever going to be a bad thing. The world may tell you that it's bad, but because we're jealous of the life that is in you, that nobody can take away. That's why I wish, instead of happiness, happiness goes and comes with situations that are around you. I mean, be a fan favorite or like a Prince Jesus and let happiness just go like this. Crazy. You're like, yeah, God, yeah, God. Happiness is like this. Joy comes from above, and it sounds like this. Joy is stable. Why? Because it comes from a creator. It's something that can never be taken away from you. Something that he gives you that can never be taken away. And you're not, not dependent on situations around you. When somebody gets saved, they're happy. And extremely happy. But joy comes from above. Joy is a constant that we should all have. If we're living in the freedom that we have. That God gave us through his son Jesus Christ. Last little scripture, Matthew chapter 11. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 11, starting with verse 28. Come unto me, all you that are labored and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Hey, for everybody here today, that they would start living in the freedom that Christ paid the price for us to have. Start living in the freedom and just be blessed. Be blessed by God. Start obeying God and what he would have for you. And the blessings will come, and they will come, and they will come. You start doing more work for God because you're desiring Him. And the old you starts to pass away, and you start living in the new creation, which is your risen, where Christ is Savior. And you start having this new train of thought because you're training yourself to not be of this world. You're training yourself to be out of this world because you're coming out, and you're coming out alive. Amen? You're not staying down because you have freedom in Jesus Christ. You have freedom in Christ because he broke the chains of, of bondage of sin and he 
dug out your grave for you. You conquered it so that you can conquer it. Man, what freedom. Now you can face things because God didn't create a spirit of fear. and you're living a life for Him, you're coming out alive. Nothing, nothing in this world has claims on you. They can bury you as deep as they want to. Why do you think I can do that deep, Lord? Because you're rocky ground. They can go as deep as they want to, but you're coming out of this world alive because Jesus Christ gave you freedom. We have to stop living like we're oppressed and beaten down and start walking in the freedoms that Christ gave us. You have a Father in Heaven that loves you and that you didn't spend just the worst hour of your life in church because you're obligated to go. But you come out of there and you go to that restaurant and you're like, man, are you living free today to the waitress? Because, man, I just heard this word that said, I think you're living as free as you should be. What's your biggest dream? How do you face that? What's that biggest dream? God, because there's a Father in Heaven that wants to use you to do things, and He wants to give you more things than you ever could have thought possible. He wants to bless you more than you've ever thought you could be blessed. And you got a profound belief. You don't face sin. You're not bound by death. in prison, being an example. Man, we all do. It's all God and all good. Not only did he save a jail guard, but the jail guard's family. He's living in freedom. There's joy in his heart. Today, if you don't know if you have freedom or not, man, don't leave here not knowing. Don't leave here not knowing what's going to happen to you. Leave here knowing that you've got freedom through Christ Jesus. If you haven't been living in freedom, use what God has given you. God has given you a Savior. He paved the way to have a free life. Eternal life. We talked about it this morning about standing before him and being changed. And he's like, well, it's going to take a while to process it. Like, yeah, we're going to have to run through the process a few times. But guess what? He did it so that we could live free. We're not restricted. We're not bound by sin or death. Because we accepted Christ as our Savior. If you want to start living that life of freedom that you said yes to Christ already, but you're not living in it, you're not living freely. Let me 
front. Dude's like waiting for the sun to move out. You know, every lady. That yoke is easy. Lay your nets down and pick up what the Lord has for you. Say, all right, today. Today, Lord, I'm going to lay down my own agenda, my own selfish thoughts, my own lust of my pride. And today, when I stand up, I'm not picking up anything. Bringing your love and your blessings all the way back to my feet, and I'm going to keep them the rest of this day, and I'm going to keep them tomorrow, and I'm going to tell everybody about the amazing weight that I lost at church on Sunday. Because now I was with God. You don't know anything about that freedom. Don't know anything about Jesus Christ as your Savior until standing today. Hey, I want to know we're living a life of freedom in my life. I want to be blessed. I want to know Jesus Christ as my Savior today. Today is that day. Don't put it off till tomorrow. Don't put it off till tomorrow and next weekend. We don't know. pivotal moment of every church service across the U.S. right now. People are accepting that freedom in Christ. They're saying, Jesus Christ, today I accept you. I know that I'm a sinner, Lord. I know that I need your saving. But do I know you're still sitting at my right hand as a father because you understand death for me. something. 